0: It's your birthday tomorrow. It is. Excited? I am.
1: I'm going to turn the big cool. 31. 31. Fa- 31. What are you doing for it? You're
0: going out for dinner.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we're in level two now. We spent two weeks in level three, which was great. Got to see KC again. But now in level two, restaurants are open, cinemas are open as of next, uh, the week after next. Um, yeah. Bars will be open as well. Um, so, how many people though? I can't remember. I think ten. No, it's more than that. I think. Shit. Yeah. They're doing
0: ten in New South Wales.
1: Public venues are open again. Museums and libraries, cinemas, markets, restaurants. All public venues must keep records to enable contact tracing. Each individual or group of ten. Up to ten people is kept one meter apart and no group has more than ten people. So there will be able to be more than ten people in a restaurant. It can be, you know, six tables of eight people and as long as they're all seated and have some space between them, that's that's all good. So how
0: many friends are you going out with tomorrow? Uh
1: there'll be six of us.
0: So that's half the restaurant?
1: No, you clearly didn't listen to anything I just said. You know, multiple groups of up to 10 people. Oh, okay.
0: I was still thinking about the thing that I said.
1: Okay. Yeah. That seems par for the course. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Last night, uh, Casey and I went out for dinner and we were the only people in the restaurant. But that was more, (laughs) that was more by, um, uh, that was an accident because as it happened, I was looking at a restaurant as a potential, um, dinner date and the restaurant at that time happened to have accidentally turned on their booking system as they were preparing for next week when they were planning to reopen and i just oh. went in and i put in a booking assuming oh well the booking system's open and then they got my confirmation through and they were like oh fuck someone's turned on the the website so they still honored <laughs> it <laughs> but they weren't expecting to have any people actually dining in um until next week so uh, we had the restaurant to ourselves
0: nice man what what kind of food was it
1: it was really good actually it was like a fish supper uh, so we had a whole roast fish um like a side salad there was like a dal like a spicy dal uh there was some sort of what potato pasties it? i guess just like modern kiwi huh. but yeah like a, a fresh cooked invercargill cod uh, the guy told us that mm. they killed the cod really humanely um, rather than letting yeah. it like suffocate on the deck, they um, bash its head in. So I thought that was nice. They ba- they bashed its head yeah, in. Yeah. So rather than suffocate, which is just you know painful and everything, it's just like a a quick kind of cattle prod style. Yeah. And uh, I like that no the, the guys just
0: like now guys. Um, just to let you know, um, we we do things ethically here, and the fish that you're about to eat, he uh, he died quickly, and just by having his head bashed in. <laughs> And he, there was no pain. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. Yeah, his brains, a lot of bits of fish bones everywhere from his from his skull. But it was a quick death.
1: Yeah, but the head was still attached, so it wasn't that awful. Piston, because there was still some (laughs) teeth. That's all I'll say. Took me a while to get into fish.
0: (laughs) Took me a very long time.
1: I'm going to start the podcast there. I'm going to cut out all of the talk about everything leading up to that, and I just want the first line for you to be. Took me a while to get into fish. That's where it's going to start. That's where everyone's now jumped into.
0: Do it like a Chris Nolan edit. Yeah. So, we'll just jump around. We'll jump around. It'll, where it'll did tie time up start? At the
1: end. Why did you take a while to warm up to fish?
0: I just feel like as a kid, like fish is there's something like gross about fish. Even even now, fish is like one of those foods that it can really if you taste something really seafoody, it's like Ugh like even like really something really like smelling from the
1: sea smells but that, like but the, that, that's actually it's like counterintuitive because the, the fishier and, and like seaier it smells like it tends to mean that it's like older so like the real fresh fish mm. stuff doesn't actually stink in that same way does it not
0: no well maybe i've just only ever had stuff that's been old which yeah. is a, it's a totally strong possibility, plausible. to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. Like
1: if it's been frozen and then like defrosted and that sort of stuff, you tend to get that smell hanging around. I know yeah, what you mean. that's pretty much it, the like, only,
0: my only experience from fish.
1: But have you ever, like, sniffed a chicken breast? I mean, it's also got, like, other meats have smells as well. It's just you're probably more used to them. I think you should start the podcast there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever sniffed a chicken breast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start no, it have, there yeah, when you
1: repeated the line the, that you said that oh, you should start for me. So I'm just going to still have <laughs> you saying it. You'll sound like the idiot. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm powerless. <laughs> um, <laughs> but fish does have like seafood has a more pungent
1: smell. It's true. Yeah. Then, but I mean, uh, like fish as well. Like uh, I don't, I don't think of fishes. I mean, it's things like salmon, I suppose, do have quite a strong smell. But um, uh, the ones that I'm still not like huge into you know, oysters or prawns or scallops or those kind of things. You don't like prawns? Like, I'll eat prawns, but, like, I'd never go to the shops and be like, you know what I need? A pack of prawns. Really? Yeah. I love
0: a prawn curry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have them, like, on a barbecue. You know, classic Mm. prawns, big old prawns. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, a couple
0: couple of prawns on the barbie.
1: Did you try and impersonate your what? own accent and get it wrong? I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I'm doing, full stop.
0: Mm. That's Tell a me lovely more day today. was three degrees this morning, where I was. Wow. Three degrees. AM. Yeah. Jeez. Gosh. Yeah. My wow. riveting stuff.
1: Saw a bus today.
0: Yeah.
1: One of those big ones had like the springy bit in the middle.
0: Like it's a, a double, like a double bus. Yeah. They're pretty cool though. There, there's a, I wouldn't Have you, ever, have have you stood, stood in, in the middle cool of those?
1: Of... If I go into a yeah. double springy bus, I, I'll try and stand in the springy middle bit.
0: It's a real thrill. It's a thrill.
1: That's, that's yeah. where the daredevils the like to hang out.
0: Absolutely.
1: That is where, you know, your Tom Cruises... Your, uh, I guess, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, your Jesus is Christ. That's where everyone hangs out. Just in the mm. accordion.
0: Yeah, the accordion part. When you were, did you ever catch the bus to school?
1: Yeah. 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 Many
0: years. Where did you sit in the
1: bus? Up the um, front? Up the front next to the bus driver. I'd just like to hold his hand when we went around corners because it was a little bit scary. <laughs>
0: I remember the sitting at the every morning getting getting on the bus being it's a real it was a real stress in high school, just or maybe in primary school it was a real stress. I'm just you like, went oh, you I caught the bus where... in primary school, yeah,
1: like junior primary or or like primary primary, uh, no. what year? Like middle school, middle okay, school, middle like school, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember getting on the bus and thinking, I don't want to sit at the back of the bus because I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm cool enough to sit at the back of the bus. But I don't want to sit at the front of the bus. But all the, the bus, all the ones in the middle are taken.
1: They're for grannies and stuff. You have got to leave those seats. They're mm. like the accessibility seats.
0: What? Um, yeah, which I,
1: which bus did you catch? Did uh, you ever was take that, the 200- two was... hundred? <laughs> Fuck
0: it. <laughs> Fuck, we've lost. We've. This is it. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) All right. Call it a day. Deep (laughs) 4 is over. (laughs) What? You don't want to. I can't tell if that was a serious question from (laughs) you. But you really looked. Your face. You looked serious in your face when you said it. And I think that that's a good sign.
1: The moment that I was truly invested, you're like, we've got to get (laughs) out. (laughs) we gotta we gotta cut and run from this um i was truly invested because i was musing on the possibility (laughs) that we could have been bus buddies like going to school or you know passing each other and in years past before we knew each other but
0: you know nick you went to we went to
1: schools in completely different areas well that's why i asked whether you ever caught the 200 jesus i didn't know whether you had to like Go to a practice somewhere or you do a sports. Okay, as I say it out loud, it doesn't sound as likely. But we lived in Unley. You know what the
0: fucked up thing is? I think I did catch the 200.
1: If you ever went down well, King don't, William Road. I don't know if
0: it's the same one.
1: It went down King William uh, Road. It was nah. the 200. Ah, uh, yeah, I did.
0: But not to school.
1: Yeah. Fuck me. That's our new segment bus blather. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. How you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. I hope you're feeling good. It seems like Australia and New Zealand are doing okay now. I hope that is true to your experiences. I hope that you're feeling happy and healthy and wholesome and wholesome. This is a podcast in which we talk to each other, seen through the internet with me. Michael, say hi. Hi. I love it. Short, to the point, you followed my directions exactly, and that's all that I ever asked from our friendship. <laughs> Didn't vomit. Didn't vomit. And I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Thanks for asking. Don't put things on top of the microphone mid-podcast record. What are you doing? I got bored. <laughs> I get got bored during the intro. Oh, God, there was six seconds there when I wasn't being able to talk about myself, so let me put things on the recording device in the middle of Do the I audio show.
0: Don't act like I'm the fucking self-centered one.
1: Mm. I'm going to stand because my watch wants me to stand. So you can just like kill a minute if you like. This is free time for Michael. Talk about whatever you wish.
0: All right, cool. I will. All right, I'll just tell you about a couple of weird thoughts that I had. And then I wrote down. Um, Okay. First thought. How do animals... This is a genuine thought. How do animals know that other animals are the same species as them. Cause I was thinking that if I was like a snake and you see like a snake looks at another snake and it's like, yeah, cool. Um, uh, and if it's like a, if it's like the opposite sex of that snake, it looks at that snake and goes, yeah, okay, We we could be mates. And even if it's with like other snakes of the same gender, then it, they're all just hanging out So my question is How do snakes If they can't even If they don't know that they're a snake How do they know that other snakes are snakes And that they're the same Because if I was a snake I might think that I'm a monkey And you actually sometimes <laughs> 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 You see like you see, like goats and stuff that are brought up on a farm that think that they're, they're dogs, people. or dogs yeah. that think that they're sheep. So, how do or how people do that animals... think that they're monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> so how? That's a, it's a genuine question. How do animals know that they just like instinctively know?
1: Well, you know what other humans are like. You recognize a human, won't you?
0: Right. But so I was thinking about this. If I, if I, if there, if there were no mirrors. And I'd never seen myself But I'd just seen other people But I was just living in the jungle or something You could then be a snake I don't snake. know if
1: I would You could be a snake If not. you never have a
0: mirror But that's what the Jungle Book is about Because he thinks he's uh, Whatever he thinks I don't know what he thinks But he thinks he's not a human Doesn't mm-hmm.
1: he? <laughs> so, I like that you knew enough re- to know That it supported your point But not specific enough to be able <laughs> to identify Any of the story of that book <laughs> I have a gut feeling that this makes sense, but I'm not going to explore it any deeper. <laughs> I do that a lot. Um, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's a complex combination of pheromones and scents and, you know, mistakes. Mm. Those that can't recognize the other species or the foreign species or that try and mate with the wrong thing and get murdered, that just Darwin's yeah. itself out of a population.
0: Yeah. And then you've got lots of different species... I think the more the interesting one, bracket.
1: yeah. I think the more interesting one that I, I thought you were going for was um, snakes that see other snakes. Like, there's no other humans that really look like. There's no other species that look like humans. So humans are humans are humans right. are human, right? But if you're a snake yeah. and you're like a brown snake and you walk along and then there's like a black snake, are you yeah. like? How do you know? Like, do, does it recognize? Oh, yeah, that's one of me, but not really. Like, yeah. If you're like, like this of rare like species
0: of like snake yeah. that there's only like a handful, of ha- like, you know that that rare species of snake is the same as you.
1: But then there's also like crossbreeding stuff as well, like horses and donkeys to make mules and things, right? Like they obviously are compatible or close enough somehow to create yeah. a new species, but do they know that mm. they're not like mating within their species? Yeah. Or like tyons and ligers and that sort of stuff. I wonder. oh,
0: are they real things? Yeah. Cool. I wonder what would happen if you had sex with the chimp. I'm sure someone Apart has. From- <laughs> Apart from <laughs> being locked up. Going viral and then being getting a prison. virus. <laughs> um Yeah. Could, uh, could
1: humans Maybe make... I'll start the podcast there. I wonder what happens if you have sex with a chimp. <laughs> uh,
0: there's been some real sound bites on this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to ruin my chance for running for president someday. <sighs> yeah. I knew this podcast would as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when I think back over the mistakes I've made in my life, Deep thought was up there.
0: I've said some really stupid shit on here. Like... Not only stupid, like definitely stupid, but also just like rude and ignorant and borderline racist at times, I'm sure, you know, misogynistic. I'm a real
1: piece of shit. But see, now you have a nice little Kappa audio clip there, which you can use Mm. as the self-awareness to prove that you've grown as a human being.
0: And that's all you need. As long as you're self-aware, then you can do anything. Yeah, you can fly.
1: Uh, what do we? You have a game for me? I have a, it's, it's gonna be a light and fun one. A,
0: yeah, and we bought this game called Table Talk, and it's actually pretty good. I've done it a couple of times when we've had like people over, and it's you know three AM, and you're all pretty drunk, and I don't know, running out of things to say. Much like we are now. 137 <laughs> talking about fucking episodes. Bosses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's got like, it's called Table Talk. It says, um, it's the caption is spark meaningful and revealing conversations. The cards are actually pretty good. I don't know what, I guess because I've got the cards, I'll just choose a couple and ask them to you and then, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I think we understand. We'll work it out. Yeah. All right, cool. Are you happy to do this? Yeah, no, I'm keen. You I'm could, ready. It could get it could get pretty real, man. Wow. It could get pretty real.
1: Okay. Ooh, okay. First one, Nick. Okay. Question O Uno.
0: When did you last sincerely apologize to someone and over
1: what? I last sincerely apologized to KC for uh, the difficulties we had during lockdown in communicating how difficult it was being apart from each other and I had oh. tried to be strong and and not, uh, not disclose that it was a painful and stressful experience because I felt like he was feeling that and all that my attempt to remain strong did was make him feel like he was alone in feeling stressed and missing each other. Mm. So I apologized. Do you find, or have you found
0: that apologizing is difficult for you?
1: And has it gotten easier as you've grown up and matured? I think it has got easier for sure. And I think, I mean, there's a distinction between I mean there's different levels of apologies and there's also mm. different levels of your sense of how wrong you were. Sometimes you have to make an apology without really feeling like you did something wrong. And I'm not saying right. that this was the situ- that this was completely not the KC situation, but um you know sometimes you get into a fight with your family or whatever and you're like you fucking I know that you uh you know, that I'm right about this, but I'm just going to fucking say I'm sorry. And we'll start the conversation up and then we'll resolve the shit and move on with our lives. So I think Mm. there's different, like, different tiers of an apology from, like, the absolute sincerity to a, like, a I'm sorry, you know, (laughs) and just, like, get past it, if you know what I mean. But I think I I... ever, did you ever speak to your dad
0: about that thing from last time? Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah, we had a chat. That's all good now? Yeah, it's all good. And it's all good with mum as well. So it all sorted itself out in a healthy way, which was nice. And there was that nice. was probably other apologies in both directions as well there. But yeah. Lovely. So that did resolve and I am grateful for the vent that you offered. the the kind ear last podcast.
0: Uh I don't think I listened to it, but I will listen back. Um <laughs> I wasn't really listening at the time.
1: <laughs> what, no, hold on, what um, about you? It's not just a one way street, is it? Okay, yeah. Or are yeah, you doing yeah, a different yeah. question for yourself? Well,
0: yeah, we can do the same. Might it might be nice to do the same. Yeah. Um last <clears throat> the last uh oh, probably the other night, um Ben and I I went over to Ben's house um and we had a few drinks and like he hit his cat that with my car. Didn't... Yeah. Um he, <laughs> he... He said to me that he um, felt like uh, there are certain times when I monopolize the conversation, especially if we're in a group, um, and I'm trying to, like I don't know, be, be funny or the center of attention sometimes, and it makes him really angry, and that he feels that when he feels angry to me that the last thing he could ever do is tell me. Um, And he feels like I'm not open to, he doesn't feel comfortable bringing that kind of thing up with me and he would like to. So I apologized for uh, not creating a, an environment between the two of us that made him feel that he couldn't uh, tell me things that were bothering him.
1: Mm. Oh, that's yeah. a good, that's a nice one. Yeah. Do you, um, I mean, I didn't um... mean it, but. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you are apologizing more these days? And do you think that correlates with the amount of things you've done wrong? Or is it a, a, an expression of maturity?
0: I think uh, it's, yeah, it's an expression of maturity, but I'm also getting more, pl- more joy out of apologizing. Like it's making me feel better to um, really own it rather than the pride thing, uh, which is probably what I would do in the past is want to save face or want to save my own pride or whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't apologize.
1: Yeah. And you also feel insecure when you're young as well. Right. So like admitting that you fucked up, you know, it's, it's a slightly bigger deal when you are unsure of yourself or you're like new into a workspace or those kind of things. You don't have the life experience to back up that um, train of thought and be like, well, actually, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world if I fucked this up and I just, try and set it right
0: you know yeah exactly yeah um but i do I, yeah i don't know probably
1: apologizing less these days
0: well i'm apolog- apologizing more but i should have been apologizing more when i was younger
1: yeah you're doing fewer things to, worth apologizing for but you're apologizing more now because you've got more mature
0: yeah that's it all right second question question two. Ooh. In what way do you think you are difficult to live with?
1: <laughs> uh, I think that I probably have higher expectations for the cleaning standards of the house. Um, <laughs> though, to be fair, I'm not the only one in the house that wishes our house was cleaner. Um, right. But uh, I definitely do... I do wish... I do actively clean and I do ask people to clean because I feel like they don't normally volunteer to do it unless pressured. And I don't want to be the person to ask people to clean the fucking house, but I feel like every fortnight (laughs) is not unreasonable to like do a little bit of a tidy.
0: Yeah. Who's not doing the dishes?
1: Uh, well, we got a dishwasher, so that's okay. That's fine. It's more like, like the kitchen. What's his name? Well, I have both genders living in this house. Um, The uh, it's more like the stovetop and that kind of stuff will get horrible or the floors will get really covered in crap and, and, you know, the toilets and that kind of stuff. So it's more surfaces Mm. than, like, dishes.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. I can definitely see that. But I also like a tidy house. And I I also do a lot
1: for the house. Like, it's not like it's a one-way transaction either like i'm the one that takes out the bins every week and i'm the one that organizes like the gas and deals with the landlord and a whole bunch of other stuff that like because i've just been here the longest sort of ended up on my plate so i don't feel like i'm unfairly you know expecting others to do things i'm also not doing so you think you think you're a nag i worry that i nag about cleaning stuff But I know that there are others who also wish it was slightly cleaner. Okay. I also probably hog the TV a bit much in the living room. Uh, Do you?
0: Do you not have a TV in your room? I do. So what are you doing in the living room?
1: Well, it's just nicer to lie on a couch than it is to sit in your room and watch TV.
0: I hope you only think that way about uh, watching the
1: TV. No, I also do sex not, on not the about couch. like jerking off. <laughs> Nick, why are you jerking
0: off on the couch? You got your own bed. It's just this more comfortable. Is nice, right? <laughs> 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 uh, There's more stimulus.
1: I don't think the others can connect the computers up to the TV if they wanted to watch in the living room anyway. Because I got rid of the cables that are more universal and just put the one in that I can use. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so <laughs> that's
0: a joke. Okay. That's also a joke. All oh, right. It sounds like a half joke, to
1: be just. honest. No, um, it's not. It's, it's, it's half true because uh it's just an HDMI cable, but for whatever reason, um the other people just don't tend to watch in the living room. Yeah. In what
0: ways am I difficult to live with? Well, in a lot of ways. Yeah, personality, um, smell. Personality... Let's start with personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm either like r- really hyperactive or I'm in a really bad mood. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> so. I'm There's constantly. There's not a lot of middle
1: in that spectrum.
0: There, there really isn't. Um, and I'm always like just. I, I think that Emma feels like she can't. It's it. It would be tough to try and tell me something serious, or be like. Hey, we have to pay this bill, you know, or can you pay this bill or something? Because I, I just, I don't, know, I don't really take that much seriously, unless it's like something that really relates to me, and then I'll take it very seriously. And then you know, I hate it when anyone doesn't take that thing as
1: seriously as <laughs> I do. And otherwise I think uh,
0: they should. Um,
1: what else? But aren't things like bills kind of important like it isn't don't you value having like hot water and internet
0: yeah but i just don't want to talk about them they're boring okay and it's not very shiny okay you know a bill yeah. um i also apart from that i think I'm, I'm i'm not too bad i mean
1: you do you do you know a fair amount of cooking and yeah uh, yeah seem fairly clean yeah,
0: I think I'm trying to think about what it was like with when I was living with housemates, and I was probably uh, oh, when I was living with Austin, I used to drink his booze, and that pissed him off, which is fair enough. Yeah, that's not a nice housemate <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's not. Um, but Emma lets me drink all of her booze, so. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah all right well that's that is this is this fun i don't know yeah no i'm enjoying yeah it's it's, it's killing time
1: i mean ultimately that's what podcasts are right just like a long way to kill time yeah (laughs) um which
0: of your friends do you envy most which of my Friends. it'd be weird if you said that. oh i can't say you apart
1: from me yeah. oh fuck okay well it was obviously going to be you because i envy you the most what mm. do ah. i envy mm. Mm. which of my friends do i envy most i don't i don't think i'm a hugely envious person because <laughs> i either. i think my i'm satisfied with my own directions and choices there are certain things that like i was envious with um, in sort of, I guess, like personality things or confidence things. Like I, I was always envious of Eleanor for knowing what she wanted to do and sort of just getting out and having that diligence to do it and to yeah, like go off and, you know, get into pharmacy and then decide, no, nope, I'm actually going to go off and get into OT or, um, you know, that she. I, I, I suppose I'm envious of people who... confident in their skin Um, like I I wish that I had some of the uh, self confidence early on that other people seem to get naturally Um, Mm. and then for a while I suppose there was like relationship envies as well where it's like oh it would be nice if I had a partner But I think that those are kind of more generic than they are any individual one person. It was more just a reflection of... I mean, isn't envy ultimately just a reflection of what you want for yourself?
0: Yeah, I think that that should be... A, yeah. It should be a slightly different, uh, better worded question. It should be what what attributes of your friends would you like yourself or something yeah. like that? I
1: mean, I feel pretty like <clears throat> in a pretty lucky position, to be honest, you know, like I I set out to write a TV show and I'm getting to write a TV show you know like that there's not much more career-wise at the moment that I would be looking for you know getting to work on video games and write TV shows it's it's not <laughs> it's not a bad place to have ended up so yeah um, it, yeah it can only really be personality things that <clears throat> yeah yeah I would look to i i
0: and well maybe not envy but yeah the things that I look at my f- things that my f- qualities that my friends have that I wish that I had uh kind of th- like things that you said before people that um maybe maybe not even knew what they were doing and went after it but made really bold decisions and uh, you know um you know like you and you know that to, to talk about
1: each other
0: to- yeah but like it it it'd be things like that dave you like guys that are just like, all right, I'm uprooting my life and I'm moving to another country and I'm, and I'm, killing it, as well. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I I wish I had like a bit of
1: courage and that. You, I mean, you move to, cities, you know, like it, there's. Yes, there are like changes between moving to a country and moving between cities, but at the same time, it's yeah. not. Like, there are a lot of similarities there. You're losing a whole network of support and stability that you'd built up, and you have to start from it's scratch not there. Just,
0: it's not just the moving, though. It's the moving to go after a dream. Right. Is what...
1: Uh, so why did you move? Is what I really admire.
0: I moved to um, study.
1: Well, I mean, isn't uh, that pursuing a dream? I think that's the a superficial dream? reason. I mean, it's you yeah, deciding... Right. Be- it was
0: a dream. <laughs> I guess the dream changed.
1: Yeah, but I but, mean uh, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like you move to go off and do a thing that you were invested and passionate about. Like, don't write yourself off for that. That was why you ended up where you are.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not necessarily writing myself off. I just, um, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, all I'm saying is that I admire that in in seeing that in other people, and when yeah. people do it well, and they're they're um, happy, and it's making them happy, and they that's what I that's what i really admire. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Bit of a change of pace. Okay. Think about someone you once had a crush on. Can you describe what they were like?
1: What they were like personality? Well, I guess. Or physically.
0: How big? <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> big was how big was their dick?
1: Uh people you had a crush on. I don't know. It's kind of weird for me when I try and think back about it all because a lot of, like, those closeted years, for instance, it's so much of it is, like, tied up in, like, uncertainty and horniness that I don't know if it's even really, like, a crush so much as it is just, like, fucking hormones and, and, like, just jizz, just needing an outlet. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I don't think I ever really had, like, a crush in the way that, like, you'd go, you'd walk into the schoolyard or whatever and, like, you'd see him across the road and be like, and, like, like, hearts aflutter kind of, you know, sort of thing. Can I
0: just say, that's, it's really interesting to hear you say that because I, like, I can't even, I almost can't relate to that that much because I can't, and maybe this is tied in with, like, the closeted thing, but I've all of my crushes have, I've never really, it's never been really centered around sexualness. Interesting. They've always been, I've never like thinking about having sex with that person. If I've had a crush on them has always come
1: later. Right. So it's been like a, yeah. a personality crush. Like you've just like. Yeah,
0: totally. Like imagining like bringing them home and meeting my parents that's the real... Wow, world. that's
1: where that's where the crush oh, yeah. was. Yeah. Wow. Totally. That's so fascinating. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, coming at it from very different angles there, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't you know. It, it would have it. just been like any kind of generically somewhat muscular guy. <laughs> classically handsome.
0: Do you remember your first crush? Oh, that's how, what, how that's what I'm trying
1: were? to think. I remember honestly, it probably wasn't um uh, maybe I was gonna say honestly, I don't know if it happened at school. Um I think I probably had a crush on the captain of my hockey team.
0: Uh he sounds hot already.
1: Yeah, his name was Michael. It's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, like I think what what, what colour hair? Uh sort of like a goldeny brown like a light sort of Adonis kind That's of nice. golden brown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think because of course in like, uh, when you're going off to hockey practice and stuff, you're often in the changing rooms getting changed and you've got just nice little glimpses of boys taking their tops off. So I think that, I think that counts as a crush.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it might count as a crime. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Hey, that's one of the perks of being gay. You are forced into the room where everyone takes their clothes off instead of being arrested for it. <laughs> I I remember my first
0: crush distinctly was this girl called Lucy. She was so. Oh, I've got a great story. Not about her. So there was that. There was Lucy. There was there was there were, there was a few girls after Lucy. There was this time, I just thought about this the other day, right, so I was, in terms of popularity, I wasn't really a cool guy what? in high school. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, know, let dude. me just recalibrate.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was kind of, I was I was a guy that wanted to be in the cool group, but um, would, would everyone knew I just wasn't in the cool group, which is the worst. <laughs> and this yeah. is like year six and seven, right? Yeah. And there was, there was like the the girl that everyone, all the guys, just decided
1: each year was like the hot girl. I don't know is if this, you had that. Is this the like the cool guy group would decide who the hot girl was?
0: Uh, yeah, or were kind you of. In, like be like, like oh. you
1: knew this as well. Well.
0: I would hang around the cool guy group. Yeah, you'd glean it. I, I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. I was definitely on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. I'd just listen. I wouldn't say much. And uh, and there's this girl in year seven, I think it was, Maria. She was, she was oh, Maria's so hot. And one Saturday afternoon, I uh, I was sitting at home with Ben, and I was probably like s- f- scheming some way to become cool. And we had, like, an address book with everyone in the whole year's phone numbers and stuff. Yeah. And I was talking to Ben about this girl called Maria, and I was probably lying to him and saying, yeah, I think we're going to go out or something. Uh, and he was like, you're not going to fucking go out with oh, Maria. Oh, no. And I was like, "I'm, fuck it. I'm calling. I'm, I'm. Mind you, I'd never spoken to this woman before. Oh, no. Girl, not a woman. And I rang her up on, like, a Saturday afternoon, and her sister, this is... I actually won't say that because it will reveal who she actually is. Um, but her sister answered the phone and I was like, hey, it's Michael Zabrecki. And she's like, who? And I was like, just can you get Maria for me? And she's like, sure. Maria!
1: Maria. Oh, this is phone. a home like, phone. So yeah, that took line, me. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like, hey. And she's like, who's this? And I'm like, Michael Zabrecki. And she's like hi why are you calling me I'm like um, just wondering if you want to go out with me and she's just like um can I get back to you and I was like definitely <laughs> definitely you can get back to me and so I hang up the phone and I'm like she said she's gonna think about it and then she'd obviously completely forgotten about this thing or tried to forget about it or something <laughs> yeah and then two That's weeks later at therapy. a party yeah I like one of those. Year How seven old were parties, you here? Whatever. Yeah, okay. Thirteen.
1: Yeah. So when you said at Maybe. a party, I was like trying to gauge what yeah. kind of party we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> everyone was drinking Seven Up and pizza. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and I then told everyone. This is still like a party that I barely got an invite to. Uh-huh. And then I just told everyone at the party that, um, yeah, I asked out Maria, and uh she said she's going to get back to me. So I just told everyone that. Because I wanted to, I still wanted to seem wanted like to seem... I think in my delusional seven-year-seven seven brain, I thought yeah. this, is go- this is going to be my ticket to cool, cool city. Here we come.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I told everyone, and then it's funny looking back on this because you can, you can at the time you can't recognize what is actually happening. Yeah. But then when you look back on it, <laughs> you can. Yeah. And I, I remember. Not realizing at the time, but realizing now that some girls came up to me and said, did you ask out Maria? And I was like, yes, I did. And they were obviously laughing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then I was like, yeah, if you see her, <laughs> by the way, she's at this party. Yeah, I haven't said hello to her. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I talk to her? And I was like, yeah, if you see her, tell her to uh, get, get back in touch. to me with her answer. Yeah, And then this poor girl... I was probably just trying to like not bring this up, and I've just completely burdened her with this yeah. with this uh, request out of nowhere. She comes up to me and she's like, um, "Is it okay if I say no?" I'm like, "Totally, totally that's fine. <laughs> And um, and she did this in front of Everyone. guys that I really wanted me wanted to find me cool. Yeah,
1: um, but I think you probably yeah. took it on the chin. You know, you showed some respect. You said, I understand, you know. And in a way, that kind of, you know, uh, gentle masculinity is actually cooler than, you know, a big kind of fit or crying or, you know, anger or, you know, punching a tree. So I think you actually probably earned some respect that day.
0: I didn't. um, And I think that was one of the last times I actually properly... Uh, hung out with the cool kids okay cool kids so it's kind
1: of like a a big turning point
0: yeah i think that was the point when i realized i just need to be myself yeah uh, and not try to be cool
1: yeah a lesson you're Um, still trying to learn to this day
0: still trying to learn it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that was kind of sad (laughs) actually there's one other crush I, i didn't even have a crush on that girl i just wanted to be I just wanted to be seen. Yeah, you were using her. her.
1: You were. That's it was a status. So fucked up, dude.
0: That's so fucked up. Um, <laughs> there was another girl in year in year eleven that snapped at me one day. I, I remember her snapping at me at her locker. I said some like stupid little thing, and she was just like. Michael, you so fucking hate you. You're so fucking <laughs> stupid. Why the fuck would you say that? She flipped out at me, like flipped out at me, and I was just like, "Oh my god," like I just probably said something insensitive as a joke. <laughs> Luckily, I learned from this experience, and, uh, <laughs> and she flipped out at me. And like the 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 as soon as she finished flipping out at me and storming off, I remember thinking fuck, that girl is so hot. And I, had a, tra- I had, a, had a crush on her
1: for like two years. <laughs> so she- not before that point, but the moment no. that she like completely lost interest and explicitly yep. said that she hated you, your body was yep. like, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that
0: is 100% true, by the way. I am not exaggerating I'm, that at no, all. I
1: believe you. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, the teenage Ugh. boys brain, eh? Crazy fucking thing.
0: How did I make it out of high school alive?
1: Yeah. God. It's it's impressive, really. Jeez. Oh. Hey Michael, how about we segue into some science news? Does that sound good? Would you like would you like that? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that dude. Let's segue to it now. Please now it's yeah well this is we're gonna do it now so play this song it's that time time for science news good song it still holds up lots of people like My it. List. greatest hit science okay a couple of a couple of things here uh you can take your pick here um tell me what you're most interested in time or temperature time temper- time series okay time Alrighty. interesting article in vox uh, for this past week entitled why time feels so weird right now Uh, the headline here is uh, March was 30 years long and April was 30 minutes long. What gives Uh, Emily Vanderwerf at Vox talked to a time philosopher to understand what the hell is up with our subjective perceptions of time at the moment. Um, So uh, this is sort of an interview that was conducted with uh, Dr. Adrian Barden, a professor of philosophy at uh, Wake Forest University and author of the book, A Brief History on the Philosophy of Time. Um, so the question that she sort of kicks off with was the fact that March seemed to be forever long and April seemed to be really short. Was that something that you kind of experienced? What's your yeah. sense of time well, at now the that moment?
0: You, now that you say that, now that you say that it did feel like March
1: went on for ages and we're midway and, and through May.
0: Oh yeah. We're not even in April anymore.
1: We're not in April anymore. Shit. We're we're two yeah. we're more than two weeks into May. <laughs> Your nice. birthday is yeah. uh next week. Yeah. Um crazy. Yeah, so the uh everyone's had this kind of very strange uh thing thrust upon them. And so uh Dr. Barden um was asked why this was. Um and so let me just like read through a little bit of an explanation here because I found it quite interesting. Um there's the idea of internal time or our subjective perception of time is quite a complex thing. There's not really a single internal clock that you can then compare to an external clock. It's just our brains just doing very weird things, trying to integrate information and coordinate, you know, stimuli in a way that makes sense. The thing that there is, so the the reason that this lockdown stuff has um, felt so weird um, is potentially a combination of, Uh, emotion and attention. Uh, And so the type of emotion that you're feeling affects the type of attention that you pay to your external circumstances and that sort of thing. Um, So you have sort of two ends of a spectrum here. When you're relaxed, when you're doing something routine or productive or creative, you get into that psychological state called flow, which I'm sure you you know, you've talked about your ability to just jump into a, like, uh, writing some music for like eight hours, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that flow is relaxing. It's outward-directed attention. It's pleasant and calming. It's you know, mm-hmm. when you're knitting or playing an instrument or you know that kind of thing. But then, in the simultaneous um, quarantine situation, you've also got demands on your attention. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, there's some kind of stress or anxiety, your routine's disrupted, you're probably not doing what you normally do, you're broken out of the flow, and you've got this kind of opposite opposite to flow, which is the negative kind of inward-directed attention or cognitive load. Um, so right. having a lot of stuff on your mind. So the psych- psychological opposite of flow is called rumination, which is repetitive, obsessive, negative thoughts about a situation or the tasks that you're engaged in. So the state of rumination is closely associated with subjective reports of time slowing down or dragging by. So when you're feeling repetitive, obsessive, negative things about what you're doing, time drags on. And when you're feeling calm and outward and creative and everything, time speeds up and you lose time because you just... Absorbed in what you're doing right So right. the paradox here is that we somehow feel like time is dragging and flying by at the same time, right? Um, yep. It comes from the same situation though, which is that you're out of routine, you're no longer doing tasks that would normally feel productive and good. you're treading water or trying to like cope with situations you don't want to deal with. so in the moment, all of the things that you're having to do are stressful negative slow dragging like cognitive load kind of things because of the virus and Mm. you're stuck at home and all this kind of thing you can't do the things that were relaxing but then because that's the only thing you're doing and that's what you've been doing every single day and that's the only state of mind you've been in when you don't have the breakups of your other kind of opportunities to go outside or to you know do your relaxing hobbies and that kind of thing because every day is the same then retrospectively, all of those days blur into one, and they just seem like they fly by really quickly. Wow! So yeah, it's I, it's it makes it's a, it makes total sense, right? In the moment, yeah. it sucks, and so it drags, and then <laughs> that's all it's ever been for the past <laughs> month, and so it just disappears into the rearview mirror. Every day just was the same as the one before, and will be the same as the one after. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I just found that a really interesting, mm-hmm. but as you say, very um, intuitive kind of uh, explanation for why people have been feeling this way. And obviously it'll differ for people who are out there, you know, working in grocery stores or in the medical front lines, they're obviously doing different or dangerous situations and that kind of affects the way they're perceiving it. Um, and also sleep as well. Because internal clocks will be confused because you're not seeing as much sunlight. Your normal sleeping patterns are being interrupted by anxiety. You're lying in the middle of the, you know, night trying to get to sleep and you can't. So that's also juggling around with your circadian rhythms and your like body clock as well. So yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of interesting um, things in this article. Which, if you want to read in full, I've um, put into the the chapter title here of this. Uh, this segment so just go off and click it it's really good
0: yeah our, our perception of time just in general is slightly worrying like how malleable it is we talked about this like two weeks ago or something about um how um time is speeding up yeah due to like how how much how big a percentage um, of your life you are living in any particular year yeah So yeah, it's just like, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of scary that it can just, (laughs) as far as you're concerned, it can slow down and speed up and you're like, what is going on? It's not.
1: Yeah. You, you, you kind of wish it was like an external constant, but it really isn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you totally feel like being at work. I know if you, if you're at the, if you're at the start of your day at work and you're just thinking, fuck, it's it's i've still got six hours until 5 p.m it just feels like the biggest amount of time and then you finish work at 5 p.m and then you all of a sudden you blink and it's it's uh 1 a.m and you're like what that's not the same amount of time time, but my free time has just evaporated and the work time goes on forever
1: yeah it's it's literally those those two factors we're talking about right like the the cognitive load versus the flow when you're out relaxing boom, you know, time flies. Yeah. Um, the So here's my hypothetical for you, and, and I don't know what the answer is, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Can you imagine uh, a world in which there was no such thing as subjective time and every second and every hour and every day passed at a constant speed, regardless of what you were doing in it? Can I imagine that? Yeah. Would you want that? So think about that. Your your bad stuff takes the exact same amount of time as the good stuff. But the good stuff, relative to our current levels of subjectivity, the good stuff lasts longer because it doesn't fly by as fast. Wait, yeah, of course I would want this. But then the bad stuff... Also no,
0: The bad stuff would be shorter And the good stuff would be longer Because the bad stuff feels longer true. And the good stuff feels shorter Yeah So it would just be better all round Yeah Make that happen Make Do your thing Make it okay.
1: happen Okay I'll, I'll feel a switch Is Wait Is this your birthday present for me? <laughs> yeah, I've um, been <laughs> cooking something time. up for a couple of months <laughs> And I've decided to fundamentally alter the nature of human perception uh, surprise you know that
0: i wanted that thank you Nick. <laughs> i just that's exactly what i wanted
1: yeah so yeah speaking of which by the, the way. moment you hit 31 uh yeah every second you will feel <laughs> tick by with the rhythmic cadence of uh eternity it'll just every second will be the one second forever
0: man
1: okay but here, here's so far away okay so we talked about the extremes there good good things take longer uh, bad things feel shorter. But here's the middle ground. Monotony is endless. When you're in the middle, when you're not really in a good or a bad sense, that one second is just going to drag on, right? You'll feel that.
0: Yeah, I've always only ever um, been with one person at a time, though, so <laughs> what? I don't really...
1: I got you. Sorry. Yeah. i was slow off the bat there. Thanks. Um what's monotony mean? Monotony?
0: Monotonous, like let me work it out. Hey Google. <laughs> 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 Monot. Uh like just mon- mundane yeah. mundane stuff. You know what
1: monotonous stuff. means?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's the way you said it, it's you with your weird fake peewee accent okay. i can't understand it it's
1: un- untrue um should we do a um, a recommendation engine as well it's been a couple of weeks keep forgetting about it in previous uh, podcasts love it it's a hit it's Everyone a hit it. let me grab the keys welcome to deep thoughts recommendation. Alrighty, kick us off. What have you been enjoying?
0: Alright, I got... How many do I have? Two. I'll start with two. First one is... Um, I'm listening to Adam Buxton's audiobook. Um almost finished it. It's amazing. I think it's... Uh, he's claiming that it's the only... It's the first audiobook that has been released before the book will be released due to the pandemic or whatever. Huh. If you don't know who Adam Buxton is, you should check out his podcast. It's my hundred percent my favorite podcast. Is Have this a used, fiction like, uh, a fiction book or is this no? It's it's a book on his life, but he's got like nice little asides and stuff and and. It's just I don't know I really connect with Adam Buxton in in this really weird way. I just feel like he and I are the same person in some weird level on some weird, weird uh, parallel universe. Um I don't know. I just uh he he take, he goes through his life and he he explains like the music that he got into as like a young man and his when he first started dating and stuff. I just yeah, it's just great. Mm. um so yeah check that out it's uh, if you've got audible credits i've got like fucking six for some reason because i've apparently been paying for an audible subscription <laughs> for the last six months um but yeah check it out lovely
1: um i'm gonna throw some i'm gonna package up two recommendations here because they're both albums and there's slightly less to talk about with an album so um the first one that I've been really digging is uh the latest by Sanfermin uh it's titled yeah. the cormorant one and two um it's How sort do you spell of that? Sanfamin, sanfermin s a n f e r m i n that's two words um the cormorant one and two uh Sanfermin is kind of a think of it as sort of like an anthemic kind of the national style um kind of rock band thing but also suffused with a whole uh sort of f- folky-ish sufiani um kind of flavor as well so it's got these kind of big choruses and some songs and then other ones are kind of a little bit more avant-garde piano pieces and um there's two vocalists and they tend to alternate songs so you hear like a male and female voice sort of back to back and this really interesting kind of call and response between songs and i liked one of their earlier albums i fell off of sort of the last couple a little bit but this one they really came back and i'm really digging it i think it's i think it's fucking great Um cool. and then the other one is uh fiona apple's latest one fetch the bolt cutters have you been have you given that a crack? Oh,
0: dude i cannot get into that at all? You can't. No, it's what? So- everyone's. I don't know. I feel like I'm an idiot. I'm missing something. I feel like I feel like a real idiot because everyone's telling me it's the greatest thing ever. And I put it. Oh, I don't, like, I don't. I don't
1: think this. it's the greatest thing ever. But I. I do like it. It did work for me. I understand like it, why people wouldn't get into it though because it is very uh, percussive. It's a tough listen. Yeah, it's a tough listen, and it's percussive at the expense of like harmony sometimes and melody. But I I think people connect with the emotion of it a lot, and and I think her voice is fucking unbelievable. Um, so mm. yeah, I I I I find it really fascinating. I don't I don't think I'm at the level of like giving it pitchforks ten for the first time in fifteen years or something like that. It's it's good, but it's not like a mind-blower to me. Yeah, they gave it the first ten in like fifteen years or something. But that's pitchforks. Was the last ten?
0: Oh, they, I can't remember. They gave Kid aid ten, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Wait, Nico Murphy.
1: Mulf Molly? Yeah.
0: So he's worked with that guy. Yeah. The um the uh planetarium guy. Yeah. Cool. Who are we talking about? I was here, sir, to that album last night.
1: Yeah. I love Planetarium. Planetarium I'm really into.
0: I was thrashing that last night. It was such a good
1: album. Yeah. Um Oh, I don't know if, if um Nico Muley is actually in San Fermin. But no, he
0: just said it was, he worked with him.
1: He worked with him, Brooklyn, yeah. Somewhere. So that probably explains some of the Sufiani flavor of it um, in this latest one. But, yeah, the Cormant run in two is, is really... Yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, the, yeah, the Fiona Apple thing, I think people really respond to the lyricism. I think she has a very writerly... Mm good sense of words she finds amazing rhyme she has a a patter that's really interesting um instrumentation wise i you know i would probably like slightly more breadth to the sound in some cases but yeah i i i have been really still enjoying it
0: yeah cool um yeah i'll check out the sand for min yeah for sure. Probably won't go back to Fiona Apple. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, well, my. Uh, I had another one. Yeah. No, that's what I'm another waiting for. Another recommendation. Yeah. Um, just, I've seen two really good comedy specials in the last week. And one of them was Maria Bamford's, which blew me away, really. I it's, can't uh, wait. I she get to it. a proper genius, man. Like, she's. I don't even mean. Oh, that's not even. She is an actual genius. Yeah. The uh, the way she ties, uh, she comes back around to things that she's, uh, man, I was, it was just crazy. And the other one, the other special that I saw was um, Mark Norman's comedy special called Out to Lunch, which he just, he couldn't get, uh, he couldn't get anyone to buy his comedy special. He was shopping around to like uh, Netflix and a whole bunch of other places um and then he uh he couldn't get anyone to buy it so he just released it to youtube oh wow um but yeah it's a uh, very 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 funny
1: i'll I have say. to watch bamford um because i love her i'll keep yeah, an eye out for don't, don't don't i don't think you should watch that i don't think he'll be your cup of tea to be honest oh mark you mean yeah yeah, yeah. um i watched um the first middle, sh- middle Ditch and Schwartz improvised special on Netflix. Dude, how good are they? It's so fucking good. I can't believe, A, the insanity. So I've only watched the first one, which is the wedding party one. The insanity mm. of the people that they speak to, like this random guy's like confidence in talking about someone else's wedding and the very strange coordination of all of these four people was very odd from yeah. the get-go. <laughs> but then the fact that they can like improv their way through this amazing 45-minute long... Um, kind of set and then bring it all back at the end in like yeah. satisfying ways uh, was yeah. yeah very impressive. Um, I can't I wait was to saying, watch the others.
0: I was talking about this to someone the other day and it was I was saying that it's like it's like magic in a way like the way that they yeah. there's something there's something weird that your brain the you know, the illusion that your brain is producing from watching these guys as they are clearly not in costume or anything and you 100% your brain tr- is tricked and thinks is is totally along for the ride. Yeah. And then they switch characters yeah. and your brain's just and like, they, okay, yeah They pick up the and impersonation
1: brain- <laughs> that the other person did. And you're like, Jesus, like the, you, now you're mimicking accents and, and performances because yeah. someone else needs to play a different character. And then they also yeah. like the whips. I mean, obviously they're in, insanely fast thinking. Like it, it just goes with it without saying, but the moments where like in this first episode uh, they talk about how they're going to drink out of a microphone, drink out of a microphone, you know, a couple of times they make this stupid joke and they, they play on it a little bit. And then at one point uh, Thomas Middleditch is clearly kind of a little bit of a loss to, you know, what to say. He just says, (laughs) Oh, you know, congratulations, um, you know, two months sober or (laughs) something like that. And the speed with which um, Ben Schwartz is able to come back and be like, that's really fucking dark considering i was just talking about toasting for the past yeah (laughs) like i was like holy shit how do you internally maintain the sense of this character and remember that you said some of this shit you know 10 minutes ago to go off and play different characters and play you know like just silly makeup bullshit back and forth with each other and then when someone tees up that comment have the internal clock or the internal character um, monitor (laughs) to flag that and say, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) We've established this guy has been drinking, you know, like it's fucking unbelievable.
0: There's a lot of processing. There's so much much levels
1: happening. And like, even when they like externalize it at a meta level, when you, See them trying to remember the names of all the characters that they've set up, and like groaning as they realize how many fucking people they've <laughs> now established and whatever its <laughs> names and relationships to each others are. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, such a good watch.
0: Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I hope they do more.
1: Yeah, I think they probably will. It seems like it's been a bit of a success, but the question yeah, is, I think it has. when's the next time that an American crowd can fill out a a theater and you can go off and record a oh yeah <laughs> a group special like that? God, shit. Forgot about
0: that.
1: Mm. Uh, let Damn. me throw. Yeah, that's a good let me throw one yep. more out because we're talking TV. Um, sure. Devs. Devs is a series by Alex Garland, who did Annihilation and Deus Ex um, Machina. Oh, sorry, just Ex Machina. Um, uh, there is a eight part dramatic series made by FX, completely written and directed by Alex Garland, called Devs. D E V for vegetable. Um,
0: Nick Offerman
1: Nick Offerman this is not a comedy series Nick Offerman playing completely straight dramatic role fucking brilliant um, yeah yeah the uh, the it's got the exact kind of sci-fi kind of questions around the edges that you will wet yourself over um, it's really inventive and it's, it's only re- eight episodes it's only eight episodes they're all 42 to 49 minutes none of them stretch out um, it is fascinating, it's got an amazing soundtrack, it is beautiful, at the start of every episode slams you with this hypnotic kind of blend of music and and uh, imagery that just looks so cinematic and, and stunning. San Francisco's never looked creepier, it's just existential and, and intelligent and and impressive at every level. I think you'll fucking love it. I'm in. Yeah,
0: I am in. Give I think Ben told me to watch this uh, the other day as well. So
1: yeah, yeah. I I right. chatted to him a little bit about it.
0: I love an eight episodes.
1: Yeah, it's real good. Great. Well, if you've cool. enjoyed um, these kind of things and you want more content to listen to, well, well there's hundreds of episodes. I suppose we can say hundreds, really, um, over at deepfort.podbean.com. And there's like a a nice long, you know, selection of things to fill some of your quieter moments. Uh, we got facebook.com forward slash deepfort for your... uh Uh, connections with us if you want to see some relevant posts about the things we talked about if you want to send us a message or a question or a suggestion jump on the Facebook Uh, there's Instagram which has uh, more recommendation engine stuff we've been throwing them up Um, Michael still hasn't fucking put his workout up a month on like a bloody liar Um, but nevertheless you should join us uh, Deepfort at gmail.com. Send us a question and a comment and a thought, and um, we will answer it. And there's probably others SoundCloud and Twitter, and you know, you do you. There's lots. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. We love you. Be safe. Assuming you've already had,
0: oh, you haven't had dinner? yeah
1: uh, I wonder if we need an outro. Sorry. I wasn't intending to totally stop. Yeah, that's, um, where,
0: that's what. What do you think I was fucking doing, dude? I'm still on the clock. I'm trying to, trying okay. to generate an sorry, outro. Sorry,
1: I, I didn't realize that that was what you're doing. I just. We're, we're not in sync anymore. <laughs> that's what she said. Or he said. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Outro starts now um oh fuck i forgot i just opened that up and the first thing that i saw was that giant (laughs) dick pic that i sent you (laughs) last time i'm opening it on my computer as well yeah fuck
1: yeah that's a good that's a good dick he had a good dick what can i say
0: um what are we doing for outro (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh what are we doing for outro okay let's uh what like well maybe we should just start by making a list of what we want the outro to achieve i think it should be no longer than two to three minutes i think it should involve both of us pretty equally uh it should be kind of funny maybe one of us makes the other one laugh and then like i can use that laugh as like a nice kind of sort of end point i just sort of fade out during the laugh Um, maybe it's topical or maybe it's kind of just observational. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think the outro should be?
0: Uh, I'm just looking through my phone.
1: Okay. Well, Uh, it would be nice if you sort of showed the same interest in the the outro that I show in the outro. Um, so it feels a little Um, bit, I don't know. Look, I say it it feels a bit rude. That's what I was saying speaking of rude i made i
0: you i wrote this down speci- specifically for you because uh i don't think anyone would hate this more than you but i was trying to make a um a like a thai i made a thai curry the other day when i asked you for re- for a recipe for that was that mm-hmm. two weeks ago mm-hmm. but then i made i tried to make some like uh another one and i didn't have any I realized that after I was cooking, I was cooking some like vegan chicken thing in a sauce. Mm-hmm. Like I had one of those um, green curry paste, but you need to add, add coconut cream, cream. Can I can I just
1: right. ask a question? Um, sure. Just, just thinking back to sort of the agenda that I set for this outro, um, just going yeah. over those sort of to-do list items. We had sort of two to three minutes. I thought, you know, if it, like tight and concise would be good. Um, involves both of us um and i think most importantly uh interesting uh so yeah, if you're right. how are we feeling just at just at the midway point of this outro um interesting right. or funny or you know
0: connects it's with the audience
1: no yeah. nah, it's not really
0: gonna connect no yeah i know i shouldn't have i actually could just say this in one sentence okay as well yeah i really need the preamble i just I know used, there's a lot um, of setup yeah Soy milk instead of coconut milk in a curry, and it didn't work. It curdled, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a real
1: laugh?
0: Is that a fake laugh?
1: Oh, great story.
0: That I hated that laughter and it made me feel scared.